peace everyone my name is jasmine and this is my journal I hope everyone is well. I'm doing great. I'm feeling better. This cold is finally starting to wind down. A cough here and there. But I'm much better. I had an amazing day yesterday. Um, me and a couple of friends, we hiked up at a state park in Ohio called Hawking Hills. Which is roughly about two, a little over two hours away from Cincinnati. Um... It was me, my best friend, my friend Shelby, our friends Percy, our friend Tara, and Tish's baby girl London. Everyone had nicknames. I was the one who sees dead people. Tish was the knower of nothing. Yet she kept dropping gems the whole trip. Um, Shelby was the philosopher. She was the what ifs. Um... Shelby is the friend I talked about before. She's also an educator. She was a philosopher, which fits. Tara was the keeper of the vittles. She supplied some granola, which happens to be very delicious. And uh, we smashed her granola, too. I don't think she packed it for us, but <laughs> we all ate up by her, her snacks. Um... Percy was the keeper of the map, being the only male there. We allowed him to lead the way with the map, and he did an excellent job. And last but not least, little bitty baby girl London was the elder. Um, she's got such an ancient soul, and she says some of the most... She's, she has a lot of wise things to say, and um, I definitely appreciate that about her. But anyhow, we had so much fun nature is like one of the most healing places you know especially if you go out in nature and allow your heart and your soul just to open up to inhale what's there you know it's just it's full of love and I was thinking yesterday while we were in the woods and I'm thinking about you know all these cliffs we had to climb and all these rocks we had to climb up and how most of the state park was um it was probably mostly water in that area at one time but a lot of those caves and stuff were formed by erosion you can tell by the the way the rock walls were said that, that there was once water there on those walls and over thousands and thousands of years you know those rocks just kind of carved out to become this beautiful state park and i realized that the terrain in the woods and places like that is very unforgiving. I mean, we were stepping on slippery rocks. There were high cliffs. If you made the wrong step, you can fall off the cliff. So you had to be careful. It was very important to stay on the trail. Um, you know, you could tell a lot of trees. Some of the trees were destroyed or knocked over by storms and winds. You can tell that... Um, Nature definitely went through some chaos and ugly processes, but overall, it, it, it never took away from the beauty of it all and the beauty of the place itself. And, you know, it made me really think about myself and my spirit and how, 
you know, I go through so much and then I often view myself as uh not so much anymore, but I often view myself as damaged or cracked or damaged goods. But I realized like from being in nature yesterday that all of that all those 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 eroded rocks and all that breakdown and all those casualties and all the 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 stuff falling over and the falling over trees it just it actually added to the beauty of the state park itself so perhaps all of these broken pieces within myself and all of the chaos that I've ever been to actually added on to who I am today. So this episode might be a little long because um, I want to talk about a subject that me and Shelby talked about on our ride um, and it was suicide. I had... um, one real suicide attempt and then a close call recently before i get into details i would like to say that depression is real and that if anyone ever feels like they don't want to be here anymore or they're depressed there is a suicide prevention lifeline that you can call and the number is 1-800-273-8255 i will leave the phone number in the chat And I'm going to share a little bit about that, um, my process and how I ended up, you know, where I was at that time. At the time I was, um, I I was young. I had had my daughter when I was 19. She was a few months old. I was with her dad and, you know, generally we had got our first apartment together. Yay. (laughs) And, um, he, I all I had to do was stay home and you know make sure everything was good at home. He worked six, twelve hour shifts a week. Um, he worked very hard. He made a whopping twelve and some change an hour. And back then, twelve dollars an hour was quite a bit. My man, I'm telling you, if you made twelve dollars an hour, you made some good money back then. So he was bringing home the bank. He was like, shoot, I'm gonna take care of you. Um, he is the the first time I had ever been proposed to was from him. Um, but at one point we we would argue a lot and I had noticed that over time he wouldn't come home. He would like stay at his mom's house, but he was very, very, very close with his mother. I mean, I have a feeling his mother felt like I was still in her son cause she stopped liking me after a while, but, um, he wouldn't come home or he would come home, you know, late instead of coming home right after work, he'll come home the next afternoon. So we would argue a lot. One day we had a real bad argument because um, out the blue, he told me, like, well, Jasmine, you need to go back to work, which was different for him because he didn't want me working. And he was like, you need to go back to work. So I was just like, okay. I knew then that something was changing, but I wasn't sure. So um, he was supposed to have came home the next morning to take me to look for a job. but He never came. So when I finally talked to him on the phone, we did not have cell phones back then. We had we only had house phones. Um, cell phones did exist, but I just, you had to have money to have one. I didn't have one. So finally, um, when he got to his, he, he, he got to, he came in, no, he came home and I said, you know what, what happened to you? You're supposed to tell me, he said he took somebody else to look for a job. One of his friends, I went off. We got into a real bad argument. He had to leave for work. 
So he went upstairs, went to sleep, didn't say two words for me to me, got up and left. The next morning, he came in with a box. He packed all like all his stuff up and said, you can have the furniture and left. No job. None of the bills for that month was paid. Nothing. He just left. After that, he just blocked my number. So one day, um, I was with my mom and we was driving to the movie theater picking my brother. My brother was like, yeah, um, Brent, uh, I want to say, well, shit, Brandon, he know I'm talking about. Fight me. Say no. But they told me that he was in a movie theater with some woman. So me, super emotional. I got up and I ran in there and I walked in and out of each aisle looking for this dude. I was crying. I was going to fight him and I was going to fight her. So when I came out and I sat down, my brother was like, and this was like about three weeks after we broke up. My brother was like, yeah, Brandon introduced her as his wife. And I said, ooh, huh? So I was like wife come to find out he married this woman and I don't know what my mindset was at that time I just lost it though I was just like if this is what life looks like I I Scotty beam me up I'm ready to go like it that was just my mindset I wasn't gonna write no letters I wasn't gonna say goodbye f everybody f all of this I'm out. And literally that night I tried to kill myself. And um I remember I had I ended up back in the car with my mom and I'm like, Mom, take me home. She was like, Nope, because if I take you home, I know this would be the last time that I see you. Like, um, I tried cutting myself. I was trying anything. I I was just ready to go. So um I even think I probably took some pills. I I did a whole bunch of crazy stuff. But I ended up at this this hospital. And um while I was at the hospital, I was um I had to stay I, I stayed that night and that night I had planned. That's when I wrote the letters out. I wrote the letters out, the the suicide letters out because my plan was just to act normal so they could let me up out of there and when I went home, I was going to do it. I, I was done, I was going to do it. So I spent the day with them. And, you know, there were a lot of women in there. Some of them harmed their children. You know, um, it was a lot of different type of people in there. Um, No judgment, of course. So when the doctor came in to see me, the doctor looked at me and he was like, you don't belong here. And he was like, I'm going to let you go this time. And he was like, if I see you again, I'm going to hold you for at least 72 hours. I don't want to see you again. You don't belong here. Go home to your family. You got so much to live for. So, in my mind, I, I mean, I wasn't hearing nothing he was saying. I'm like, look, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. So, I got myself packed up to leave. I got my, my suicide letters packed up. The nurse come in. Mind you, the nurse is Caucasian. I, I, I don't remember her name. She had brunette hair. She had one gold tooth. She had her scrubs on and she had her hair slicked back like she had hair gel in her hair. Like we used to wear her hair back then, like slicked back with the hair gel. She had her hair in a ponytail. And she, like my room had windows where the staff can watch what and they were blind. 
She pulled my blinds down and locked the door and sat down next to me. And she <laughs> she was like, what the F are you thinking? And she just basically told me, like, you about to leave this world and leave your kids over a man. You about to leave your kids without a mother. And I was like, well, they had somebody. She said, oh, so after your mother worked hard and raised you all her life, she got to turn around and raise your kids too? She was like, what are you thinking? And at the time, I was like 19. She was in her 40s. She said, by the time you get my age, this relationship with him is going to be nothing. You probably have a few relationships. She said, I had a few situations like these. And I'm not really going to go too much into detail to what she said to me. But it was enough to wake me up like, okay, I don't need to do this. And she was like, um, but when I knew that she told me that when she knew that the doctor was going to discharge you, she specifically asked my mom to come pick me up and have the children with her. So after she cussed me out and called me a few names, I ain't going to say it on here. Um, they released me and I got my kids. And I think seeing my kids were like, they kind of told me like, okay, Jazz, you need to get yourself together. So I started going to therapy. I went to therapy for a while and they put me on antidepressants. Um, But after a while, I was able to, you know, wean myself off. And I did good. I had my periods of depression, but I did good. Now, recently, which I mean months, so... That goes to show how, like, depending on how my energy is feeling, how up and down it could be. Um, And like I told y'all, even though, you know, I try to be as much as a good example as I could possibly be, there are certain aspects of myself that I haven't mastered yet. And I, I admit that openly that I am still work in progress. And the self is by far... um the hardest thing for me to work on, but I do know the time is now. And that's why I'm doing this and I'm studying and I'm learning and I'm taking time to myself because I know right now is the right time. But a few months ago, something happened. Um, I just hit an all time low and, um, I was hurt by someone else. But the pain that I felt from this person had very little to do with this person. The good thing is I was able to recognize that because a lot of people like to play the the blame game. But I knew that my issues had very little to do with this person, but that they ran deeper. And I was I was able to tell for one because of my dreams. And I think that your dreams are your subconscious way of communicating with you. And I would have dreams about a lot of the traumatizing events that I went through as a kid um, where I felt alone or felt abandoned, you know, when this person, they simply decided that a connection with me was not what they wanted. So it was more of a rejection but I took it as a feeling neglected. So that, that inner child responded to that. So I I knew that the healing was there. Um, but it was rough because I never attempted to actually heal that child. So 
it started showing up in my dreams. And when I say, guys, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep for weeks. I t- I'm talking about in a whole week, maybe six or seven to ten hours of sleep in a whole week. Because I just kept dreaming, dreaming of just dreaming through the same pain of the sexual abuse, dreaming of times when I was hurt or I felt neglected, dreaming of times when I was picked on or dreaming of times where I felt like I wasn't worthy or dreaming of times where I was a kid and I would hear people say like the meanest things about me, just, you know, some hurtful things that I went through when I was younger. So all of that came to surface and that's when I knew like, okay, my issues have very little to do with this person. This person was like, you ever watch like, um, Looney Tunes on Saturday morning and then like, they might have like all of these stuff and a big old pal just hanging off a cliff and then one little feather hits it and everything just kind of falls off the cliff. Well, the person, this person I'm talking about, who's um a, a very good friend of mine, and I have much love for him. I always will. I'm gonna put that out there. I always will. I always have an, a a high amount of respect and love for him. But he was a feather, and boy, did, <laughs> boy did that it tipped off. It, it fell out. It, it 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 went over, and I went over too. And I remember feeling so low and depressed because I just didn't know how to deal with the depression that came with trying to heal this child, this inner child that, um, I wrote suicide. Like I was ready to go and, and baby, I had a plan. I'm telling you, I had like all my insurance policies set up to where, you know, everybody was going to get what they were supposed to get when they was going to get it. I had like my, I told my friends where I have money hidden at, where I had to get to my money. Um, burial expenses like I didn't want to be you know I I prefer cremation pricing on that writing letters to the children letting everybody know where the kids are supposed to go and where money is supposed to go with them I had a detailed plan you heard me so I just I wrote out all these detailed letters to like all my kids um letters to my teacher this kind of basically telling him i i don't know why i wrote to Andrew in a letter telling him that i felt like i failed him like uh honestly the the letter that i was going to write to Andrew, or did i write it i don't remember but the letter i was going to write to him kind of tell him that i failed him um that's what kind of made me uh kind of start to change my mind because I'm like wait I ain't no punk like you know um my teacher's very straightforward with me it's funny because different people get different aspects of him you know with me he's very um straightforward um almost militant and I think that's because that's what I need or I ain't gonna hear what you got to say because I'm I'm used to people being um tough on me so I think his toughness is what kind of helped me to tough it through this. I just kind of thought about him. And I'm like, you know what? I ain't about to punk out. Then I also just kind of started looking at the kids like, you know what? I can't do this. I got too much to live for. But I did I did come close recently. 
um, which is not the best decision to make. I would strongly not suggest it, but those were the places that I were when I considered doing that. And um, I'm happy I didn't. So I know I'm not the only person out here that, um, you know, suffer from issues with suicide. I'm very happy that um, you all tuned in to listen to this. Um, because this is another thing I generally don't talk about and I find uncomfortable talking about it. But it's a part of my story. You know, it's a part of my life. Um, again, life is precious and it's a gift. So if you ever feel suicidal or you have a reason to take yourself away, please get some help as soon as possible. Talking to someone as soon as possible. Even if you want to take a moment to talk to me, sure. I don't mind. Come on, we can chat. But just make sure you're taking time to, um, you know, nurture you and take care of you. Okay, guys, I'm getting sleepy. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope your day gets better. Um, If you're finding trouble, finding love outside of yourself and appreciation outside of yourself, Please just go to somewhere where you can be by yourself and in solitude and embrace on yourself and love on yourself wholeheartedly. Because remember that love, joy, and happiness and all that good stuff, is um, it comes from the inside and it bleeds out. Peace. Okay, don't go nowhere yet. I got to say my prayer for tonight. And it comes from the Forgiveness Book by Yala Van Zandt called forgiveness 21 days to forgive everyone and everything and this prayer of forgiveness reads as such dear precious lord of the universe i now ask that you untie the knots that have invaded my mind my heart and my life i now ask that you remove the have nots cannots and do nots that are occupying space in my mind I now ask that you erase the will nots, may nots, and might nots that invade my heart. I now ask that you release me from the could nots, would nots, and should nots that limit my ability to receive more good than I have ever been. Most of all, my dear God, I now ask that you disintegrate and eliminate all of the am nots from my mind, heart and life that I have allowed to hold me back from the endless possibilities you have in store for me. Today, dear Father God, I come to you humbly asking that you untie, eliminate, and erase all of the knots that I have chosen to entertain rather than remembering all that you have promised me. I ask that these words will be received in the presence of your Holy Spirit and become conditions in my life. I let it be, and so it is. Now I can tell you guys peace. Good night.